1: I'm here. I'm here. Welcome back, Beamer in for Bowerly here on news radio nine thirty w b e n. you know, uh, we talked about this last week, and I got a lot of great feedback and I really appreciate all the feedback on any of the shows I do. Uh, but I really appreciate the feedback we had last week uh, when talking about how you watch TV. And uh, it's interesting how this comes back around a week later. The Buffalo Sabres are playing back-to-back days. I don't know if you knew this. They play tonight against Edmonton, and then tomorrow against the Islanders. Now, Josh, they're home tonight and in New York tomorrow, and they come back home on Thursday for the Stars. But the game against the Oilers tonight and the game against the Islanders tomorrow, both on ESPN+, this is the issue we brought up last week, where you have to be an ESPN Plus subscriber uh, in order to watch the Sabres game tonight and tomorrow. And it's got a lot of people asking a lot of questions. Um, Now, get this. If if you're already annoyed by having to watch the Sabres on ESPN Plus this year, you do realize next year, part of the TNT contract is going to move to HBO Max. So it's just going to be streaming service on streaming service. And, you know, Josh, you're a big sports guy like me. I can't imagine this is good for the league. You know, you're trying to you're trying to get fans. Like the NHL is the fourth most watched of the major leagues. You're trying to get fans not have fans search, you know, far and wide to find your product.
2: I think like it's going to be good for the league in time. I think I think people are going to have to adjust to it. People are going to have to get used to going to streaming services for games, and that's how it's going to be for all the sports soon. I think. But um, to have
1: ES- you have to have ESPN Plus for a reason. If you're not well, a hockey right, fan, right. if you're not a hockey fan, a college football or college f- basketball fan, then you probably aren't paying the money for ESPN Plus. If you're in the NHL, you want to find you want people to find your product, right? Like when they have double headers on ABC late in the season, that's great because people are naturally flipping by ABC. People aren't naturally just going ESPN Plus, "Hey, what you got for me today?"
2: Right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's almost like it's almost like you want some sort of promotion. Like there should have been some kind of like, "Hey, the NHL is new to ESPN Plus. Here's like, you know, 50% off your first year of subscription or something like that." Like yeah. to get people involved, to get people interested, to get people to buy into it.
1: There are more XFL games. On ESPN than NHL games between the months of the XFL season on well, actual yeah, ESPN.
2: Yeah, that's the other thing is it's always on ESPN Plus. It's never on TNT. It's never on ESPN because there's always basketball games on TNT and there's always the talking head shows on ESPN. Yeah, and, uh, and 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 a lot of those talking head shows mock the NHL. Yes, and, and it's just, just like just what are you last doing? Week.
1: Right, yeah. it happened just last but, week. They told it, Michael K that a Rangers championship doesn't count.
2: Yeah. And it's like, what do you mean it doesn't count? Yeah. Like, I, I don't uh, know. I, I, I also think, like, everyone was saying when this happened, it's like, oh, yeah, the salary cap's going to skyrocket. No, it won't. If people don't buy the product, it's right. not going to go anywhere.
1: I, uh, I I was not the biggest fan of the of the NBC contract. I really wasn't. But at least NBC made the NHL the main focal point of the NBC Sports Network when it existed.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, that was their moneymaker. Yes. That and And you could always find... An NHL game on NBC or NBCSN. Yeah, and it, and and you could watch, you could stream them. Usually, they had a free game a week or a free game of the day or something like that. Like there was always one free game to watch.
1: And by the way, I, I have the same complaint with the MLB. You know how much I love baseball, but now baseball is putting you know a weekly game on Peacock, two weekly games on Apple TV. Uh, you know, I have to go search it around, and I'm a millennial. Like I should, I should know this stuff. And instead, I have to go searching around for my TV. Again, it makes, we said, we talked about this last week, it makes old school cable desirable again, where everything was in one place. You know, these streaming services were, were a good idea. And, you know, like I said, a lot of the good stuff is on Netflix. I watch a lot of uh, the documentaries on Netflix, Hulu, Disco- Discovery Plus. But after a while, I'm paying more for all these streaming services. When I was getting great content 10 years ago on my cable. I, I, I think they're going to price themselves out of streaming services.
2: Yeah, eventually people are just going to be fed up with, like... I
1: need one thing. I need one thing. Which one am I going to take? Right. And if it's not the thing with your product, you're the one who's suffering.
2: Exactly, yeah. I mean, I think it's things are going to get stale. People are going to be sick of the same old, same old, and... They're going to move away from them.
1: Again, I think ESPN Plus is awesome. Why? I love college football. I love college sports, and I love hockey. I love baseball. So guess what? I can watch any hockey game I want with that small monthly price. That's not bringing in the new fan. That's giving fans like me the option to get all the games for a lesser price than it's ever been. But that's not getting new fans in. The NHL has to realize they're they're established, but they're still the they're one of the most unpopular leagues, leagues right next to Major League Soccer. So you would think the whole goal is to get eyes on your product. Again, not make people search for it. But
2: to be fair, with with your point of how you are watching more hockey now because of the lesser price. I'm already price. a fan.
1: They're not trying to right. bring me in. Right,
2: but but think about it this way, like would you still be watching the the amount of hockey you're watching if you didn't have the option of ESPN Plus? Well, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have the selection of games
1: because after, you know, college and I had to start paying real bills, I wasn't paying for nhl.tv every year. So, no, I wouldn't be watching the plethora of games. But I've always been one to watch the national broadcast of the week back in the day when it was Wednesday Night Hockey on ESPN or Doubleheader on Thursday. I'd always watch the national games if the Sabres weren't playing to see what's going on in the league. Now I get to pick what that game is. But, again, they're not trying to get me. They have me. I've been a fan my whole life. They have me. It, they're, not, they're not finding new fans. If, if, you don't, if you live in Columbus this year and your team sucks – you're not, you're not tuning in to see what the other teams around you are doing. So they're not bringing in new fans. Uh, again, baseball has the same problem. It's a regional, you know, hockey is big in the cities where hockey is. You're not growing it by putting spotlight games, and I would argue the Sabres chasing a playoff spot. These are spotlight games. You're not bringing new eyes to the product. And I, I would argue the same with baseball. Baseball has become very regionalized, right? There's not a lot of baseball fans um, outside of baseball markets. Buffalo's a, a, a good sports town, but other places in the country, you know if you don't have a baseball team, you're probably not watching baseball and you know now they're putting their product on Apple TV and on Peacock and it's just difficult to find. That was my rant. I didn't want to go past five minutes and I've almost gone 10 on it but um, I, I just don't think it's the um, again, I don't think it's the way to bring in new fans and you're taking off your established fans. Right? Buffalo sports fans, for for the, the, the amount of fun we get made fun of, or the amount of times we get made fun of, we are diehard fans. We put up with some very subpar performances, right? And now our team's doing better than expected. They're chasing a playoff spot. And you've got, I would say, more than half of the fan base not knowing where the hell the game is. So not only are you not bringing in new fans... You're ticking off your established fans, your fans that have stuck with the team who haven't been to the playoffs since I was a senior in college. I don't think that's a sp- – and if you're not a sports fan, I think you can, still, uh, uh, you can still understand where this is not a good business model. You might be yelling at your radio right now saying, Joe, stop talking about sports. This is more than sports. You know what I'm saying? That's, a, that's just a bad business model, and it's not good for the people who you know, have put up with the Sabres team for 11 years – and want to be able to watch this chase. Eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty. Someone texted in out of the last four Sabers games uh, after tomorrow. After, uh, out of four Saber games, I've been able to watch one. So I think people are, I, I think people are voicing their displeasure with this new uh, this new agreement. All right, I want to uh, set the scene for you because I need to know the answer to a question. Now, I realize 34, Joe, you're not young anymore. You're getting old. You're, you're becoming an old man. You got your old man, no laces, shoes on. Um, I was driving around last night listening to a classic hits radio station, and I heard Any Way You Want It by Journey Come On. All right, all right. I heard another song come on, and then I heard Missing You by John Waite. Okay, awesome. The song in the middle, Good Riddance by Green Day. An album that I owned, Good Riddance, as you know, the song made popular by the Seinfeld finale, is that song a classic hit? And how old does a song have to be to be a classic hit? I just was not expecting to hear a song from 1997, not even 30 years old yet, be a classic hit. And you know, I go back in time. Right in my head, I go back in time and I remember listening to what is now called classic hits, but used to be called an oldie station, playing songs from the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. All right. And that was in early, early 2000s. These songs were 30, 40, 50 years old. And that was an oldie. And I I used to love waking up in the morning turning on the oldie station hearing Elvis sing Return to Cinder. Now, you know, I'm expecting when I turn on a classic hit station to hear late 70s, 80s music. I'm I'm not expecting to hear 90s yet, even though, you know, 90, 91, 92, 93 are 30 years old. So when is a classic hit old enough to be a classic hit? And at what age were you... When you first heard a song on the on a classic hit station that you had owned the album for when it was a hit, eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty. I'd be very interested to know because I will never forget driving down Whirly Drive last night by the golf dome and hearing good riddance on a classic hits radio station. That will be the first time that a song on a classic hits, oldies format, whatever you wanna call it, that I own the album, that I remember when it was a hit, was on the radio. 803-0930, Star 930, Rich is in Williamsville. Rich, what is a classic hit?
0: Well, it's it's really a very simple formula, and, and broadcast television
1: has given us this formula. In the 1970s, Happy Days came out, and it was a huge success. And it was set in the 50s. It was 20 years back. In the 1990s, that 70s show came out. It was 20 years back. So I gotta say, it's gotta be 20 years old. it's 20, 25 years old, it becomes a nostalgia thing, and you can
0: call it classic.
1: Wow. So, so stuff from the early 2000s could start being considered classic.
0: Yep. Well, and it will be. So they're going to come out with a TV show. You'll see it,
1: <laughs> Rich. When was the uh, when was the first time you heard a song on a classic hits or oldie station that you had the album for? Well, one time I was at the dentist office and they were playing what they usually called elevator music in the uh, in the waiting room, and I heard a elevator music of a Jethro Tull song, and that made me feel
0: really, really old. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would bet. Hey, Rich, I appreciate the call. Rich in Williamsville. So 20 years, 20 years. And, and, you know, it's funny because you know when you get in the car and you're in the mood for something, right? Hopefully right now you're in the mood for talk, and that's why you have the station on, and we appreciate that. But sometimes you get in the car and you're in the mood for, like for me, I'm in the mood for country music, or I'm in the mood for, music that was popular in college or in high school, right? There's a station that plays just hits from the 2000s. I listen to that sometimes. That reminds me of, you know, 20 years ago. But I wouldn't call those, I I would not call those classic hits. It's so funny that, you know, I think Rich is right. But it's so funny how I just don't perceive them as a classic hit. But maybe there's people in our audience, um, do you, when you listen to music from when you were younger, is it difficult for you to come to terms with that being a classic hit? Maybe that's what it is. I'm getting old, and I'm not realizing that. Yeah, you know, music you listened to in high school. Josh was in elementary school for right, so that that would be now a classic hit. We're both out of school,
2: so it's funny that you brought up Good Riddance because we. In my sixth grade, when we moved from sixth grade to seventh grade, it was moving from the elementary school to the high school, and for some reason, they thought it'd be great if the whole class sang a song, and "Good Riddance" was the song that we sang. Oh wow! It was so yeah. It's a bit that was weird on its own, but then this is even more weird now that it's considered a a classic song,
1: classic hit. Yeah, that's
2: that's I don't know. I mean, it is it is a classic, but it's I don't think it's old enough to be. Like that kind of classic.
1: With, the, with Rich's formula and with the Good Riddance formula, we are 10 years away from Just Dance by Lady Gaga being a classic hit. Just think of that. Also, you know, because I, I, I I've been asking people this question, and they said when you hear it at the, uh, at the grocery store. Well, I heard Who Let the Dogs Out at Wegmans yesterday while shopping, and that made me feel incredibly old because that song was big when I was in fifth grade.
2: There's, an, there's another one, um, Yeah by Usher, is going to be considered a classic hit next th- year. Yeah, yeah. Next year. Yeah. Ooh, also, man.
1: a song that I... Th- isn't that funny, though? Because that's going to be considered a classic hit, and to this day, I still think of that being a great song that got ruined by being overplayed. Being played... That's how all good songs are. Oh, my gosh. Overplayed. You know... Everyone thinks Journey's best song is Don't Stop Believing. But for my entire life, it has been an overplayed go-to song. That song is almost 40 years old, and it's still overplayed. I feel the same way about Yeah. We'll get your thoughts after this. eight oh three oh nine thirty. It's Beamer and for Bowerly on WBEN.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.
2: I hope you had the time of
1: your life. Makes me think of Seinfeld every time I hear it. Uh, Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930. W-B-E-N. Yeah, Good Riddance by Green Day. That album was actually a really good album. They had a few good albums in the 90s. Uh, They came out with uh, American Idiot in 04 with songs like Holiday, American Idiot. I think... Uh, what was the other song on that album that was annoying Uh, that was such an uh, hold on I'll find the album the other song that was really annoying on this sorry I should have had that ready oh wake me up when September ends Boulevard of Broken Dreams it's you know
2: we want to talk about overplayed songs
1: yeah and it wasn't even good to begin with you know Green Day had some great stuff in the 90s that album in 04 I thought was awful now you might have thought differently and that's fine Um, I've it's like we talked about last week with television shows staying on too long, right? Um, Friends, uh, I mean, seasons too long, right? Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld knew the show was hot. Why go on another season? Why risk it? But some shows, you know, Happy Days, famous for jumping the shark. I think there are groups that go too far, too. And I- I- may wear out their welcome. Green Day in the 90s, awesome. I love going back and listening to 90s Green Day. I hear that that, uh, song from that album in 04 come out, and I'm just, I'm finding another station. You know what I mean? I I just, I did not enjoy that. Maybe it was them trying to be with the time. Uh, I just don't think it worked. That's me. You know, I think the the Offspring did that too, right? They had some great music in the 90s, and they tried to come out with a mid-2000s album, and it just kind of flopped. You know, Uh, hey, there's some artists that can do it, and they have their audience, and no matter what they put out. People will, you know, buy it. They'll play it. They'll go see them in concert. Then you have groups that continue to put stuff out, but no one goes and sees them in concert for their new stuff. I always wonder what that's like for an artist, for a a band, for a group. Put all this new music out. No one, no one's singing along with it. I'll give Sugar Ray uh, all the credit in the world. Went to go see them in concert in 2019. And they, they came out and said, all right, this is stuff from our new album. So if you need to go to the bathroom, if you need a drink, uh, now's the time to do it. All right. So you're just putting music out to have fun. You know no one's listening to it. You know why we're all here. We all want to hear someday uh, or, or fly. But all right, you play this. We're going to go get a drink. At least they acknowledged it, right? I, I, I did appreciate that. I, I had a new appreciation for uh, Sugar Ray after that concert. But Heard Good Riddance. On a classic hit station, and, you know, that song for me is always reminding me of Seinfeld. I think it's the reason we bought the album when I was a kid, even though that album had some great songs on it, some really good songs. I was playing one for Josh during the break, and um, I just thought, wow, that's a classic hit. You know, I mean, what's next? But then, you know, hey, you're 34. That is a classic hit for some people. You know what I mean? And I'm just wondering, for you... What was the age you started hearing songs from when you were a kid on a classic hit station? Because I think that's just something that we'll never leave, right? I'll never forget when I heard a song that I own the album to uh, driving around last night. And, you know, also walking around Wegmans. They're starting to play songs that were big when I was in high school. I heard... Um, what did I hear the other day? I was like, well, oh, this is, this doesn't You know, I'm expecting when I walk around Wegmans. Number one, the, the thing about Wegmans is there's 18 songs going on at once. You know what I mean? If you're in the bakery, there's a song. If you're in the produce, there's a song. There's always classic rock going on in the beer section. And then you have the overall song. And that's always annoying. Now, usually I'll walk in with my headphones so I can control what I'm listening to. But that's annoying if you're in there really quick. And maybe you hear a song you like in the produce section, right? Maybe you hear Jackson Brown, Somebody's Baby. And you're like, oh, I like this song. You start singing along. But then you get out of produce. Now you're in the dairy section. And it's uh, some awful Neil Young song. And you're like, oh, I should have brought my headphones. You want to go back to the produce section? You sure we don't need anything else in the produce section? I really, I was really digging Jackson Brown. And now, you know, now Neil Young which I I don't care what Neil Young song it is it's going to put me to sleep. You want me to pay attention to the shopping. That's how you know it's yeah last night I was uh, I was doing the um as you know I was working the other job and I went to a delivery and it was it was a disaster. They didn't have anything this person wanted. It was a disaster. And I knew it was bad when I walked in and I heard Neil Young singing. Oh this is going to be an awful day. This is going to be an awful shop, and it turned out to be an awful shop. This pr- customer wanted three things. Not one of them was in the store, and I attribute that to the fact that I walked in and Neil Young was on. But, you know, Wegmans, so you go to a certain stores, and it's, you know, 18 songs going on at the same time. Always annoying. Pick one song. Put it on it. I know what you're trying to do, but it's just not working. I'm fine with the classic rock coming out of the beer section. That's cool. Have its own thing. But it is annoying when I'm, you know, in the prepared foods, and I'm listening to David Guetta, and then I walk into produce, and now it's Jackson Brown. Eh, can we just have some kind of the same song going on? There's no other store I know that does that. And then, and then they have a separate song going on in the vestibule. You walk in, it's Chubby Checker Twister, or Twist. It's just Twist, right? Not Twister. And you got Chubby Checker Twist or Twist again. You walk in, there's 18 songs. You don't know what section, what song's coming out of. Anyway, I was at the Transit Tops, or Transit Wegmans. And I heard a song from when I was in college. And I was like, oh, this is already on the grocery store playlist. You know, because I'm used to, when I walk through a grocery store, I'm used to songs like, um, uh, you know, mid-70s, right? Maybe some 80s in there. You know, uh, stuck on you. You know, you hear some Lionel Richie. If it was on a Time Life box set in the 90s, it's been on a grocery store overhead, but it seems like that's changing now. And then you've got the stores. I would call these like the retail stores, your, your Walgreens. They're playing, you know, uh, adult contemporary from the mid-2000s. I mean you go to a Bed Bath and Beyond or a Walgreens, you're going to hear "Bubbly" by Colby Calais. That song is all for some reason I hear that song once a day. At a Walgreens, a CVS, you know there's going to be some pink song on, right? "Raise Your Glass." These these are the songs I mean. It, it's funny how by store I can tell you what kind of music they're playing. You go to uh you go to 7-Eleven, They've got some kind of rock music on. You go to Tops on Transit and Maple. They're always playing country music. So I'm always happy when I walk in there. I know I'm going to like the music they're playing. But this all started with what is a classic hit. I kind of got lost on a, on a tangent there. But what is a classic hit? And, you know, uh, 20, 25 years. I mean, that's... It's just funny, I just never thought the music I listened to in middle school and high school would be a classic hit. I mean, obviously, that's just how time works, right? But I'm sure there are people out there, they never thought they'd hear songs from their youth on a classic hit station. Now, you know, they turn on a classic hit station and like, oh, this is a, this is a classic hit, you know, it's a you know Run Joey Run comes on like oh that's a that's a classic hit yeah it's from the mid 70s uh 8030930 star 930 you ever heard that song Josh it's one of my mom's least favorite songs so i always make sure i play it as much as i can when i'm around the house it's uh run joey run and uh glee did a version of it don't play the glee version of it there's a the, play the the authentic 70s version it starts off with a uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a song. It's a song. It's called Run, Joey, Run. Um Someone said on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board that they're... Yeah. Oh, this is it. Is this the real version? Okay. Daddy, please don't. It wasn't his fault. He means so much to me. Daddy, please don't. We're gonna get married. What is this? Just wait. Just you wait and see. All right?
2: Every night the same old dream I hate to close my eyes. Oh yeah. I can't erase the memory. Come on.
1: Now this is a classic sound
0: hit. Of cries.
1: All right, pop that down. It's a classic hit. You know, but it's interesting when you hear that and good riddance on the on the same radio station. You know what I mean? I mean, that is that's very interesting. And when do classic hits end? Like, is there a time period where now it's too old to be a classic hit? Right? Like, the classic hit radio station used to play Elvis, used to play, um, you know, a lot of uh, 50s and 60s. Now you don't hear anything older than 75 on a classic hits. So when does that, when does it get too old to to keep on in the rotation? Maybe that's a question I should have added even earlier. When does it, I mean, let me tell you. That's when I'm going to start feeling old. If, if if the stuff I grew up with falls out of the rotation, someone said uh, mentioned a, a classic song, uh, song by the Crash Test Dummies. There's only one song I know by the Crash Test Dummies. Do you know that song, uh, Josh? Mm-hmm. You, you ever heard that? Search mm-mm-mm by the Crash Test Dummies. That is a. Uh, I wouldn't call that a classic hit. I would call that one of the most annoying songs. I I, I get the message of the song. A very annoying song. Um, Once there was this kid who... Yeah. You ever hear this song? Now wait till I hear this on a classic hit station.
0: Once there was this kid... Got into an accident and caught it comes All right. All right.
1: Pot that down. I just had to make I sure. sure people, got, I
2: forgot. I forgot I remember remember about it that now. song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Someone said, Waiting for a Star to Fall by Boy Meets Girl. That is, a, I think, an underrated classic hit. And that's a song that if you walked into a grocery store, I'd be expecting to hear. Waiting for a Star to Fall, Boy Meets Girl uh, is the name of the group. I think they were a one hit wonder. But that is, if I walked into if I walk into Tops after work, I wouldn't be surprised if I hear that song come on. Right when I walked into Wegmans and I heard David Guetta, I, I, this is kind of surprising. I didn't expect to hear this. You know what I mean? Um, someone put Weird Al Yankovic. You know, I, I mean, I, I, that's he had some big hits. He made some songs bigger than the uh, the, in the actual song. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard Weird Al on a classic hit station though, even though I know all his songs. I don't think I ever heard him on a uh, classic hit station. I got to see that movie still, the Weird Al movie on the uh, Roku channel. You know, it's uh, it's he, he he's kind of making fun of people who do bi biographic movies. So I gotta I gotta watch this. I, I gotta make time. It's free. It's a free service. I gotta make time to uh to sign in and watch that. Well, interesting. Like I said, very interesting. I guess that's what happens. You get older, and you know stuff from when you were young will be considered classic it's all part of the all part of the uh the ro- the rotation all part of the getting old all the part time of of uh time moving you know but when my uh, when my son is old enough to turn on the radio and listen to some music he'll be listening to stuff from when i was uh in high school so that's good at least he'll know the music that i was listening to i mean he'll hear it from me as well obviously but There'll be a radio station there uh, to play the stuff from back in my uh, high school days, not so long ago. All right. Well, I appreciate the calls, the text, the social media interactions, as always. You guys are a great audience. I know we went off into different directions today, but I appreciate it. Like I said, um, the detention and suspension topic that we did on Friday is going to make a return this week. It got so much action on social media over the weekend. We've got to bring it back. Um, So that will be a 5 o'clock topic at some point this week as I continue to fill in for Tom Bowerly. So hopefully you'll be listening for that, and you'll call in uh, and give us your story of detention or suspension. I had a ball with that on Friday. That was awesome. I I wish we had another hour. I wish we could have just said, Tom, you're not doing news till 7. And gone another hour on Friday. There were so many great calls. And uh, that was a lot of fun on Friday. Well, I hope you have fun tonight. Uh, Enjoy whatever it is you're doing. Maybe you're going out to the Sabres game. Maybe you're trying to find the Sabres game on uh, ESPN+. Whatever it is, have a great evening. Uh, enjoy whatever it is that makes you happy, and we'll be back here tomorrow at 2 o'clock. I cannot wait to talk with you then. Stay tuned. Tom Puckett is next with Buffalo's Evening News. And don't forget, when you wake up tomorrow morning, turn on the radio, a new morning. Susan Rose is off this uh, week, so Brian Mazurowski is in from 5 to 10. Make sure you join him. David Bellavia, 10 to 2. And... I'll be back in for Bowerly tomorrow, 2 to 6, here on News Radio 930
0: WBEN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?